0: ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to this week's episode of un T Rose. We are awfully glad that you decided to take some time, kick back, relax, and just absorb some wisdom from another amazing soul that we get to meet in this journey that we're on. I am Stacey Johnston, honored as always to be here with you, and equally as honored to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. How are you today, Cassie?
1: I am doing great. I am Prepping because evidently winter is coming to Texas this weekend. But I'm good. How are you?
0: Very cool. I'm excellent. Enjoying, like you said, kind of the last moments of a, a beautiful day before it turns to be some straight-up winter here as well for the next couple of days. So getting ready to do that and still enjoying it. I have flowers I've stashed in the laundry room here, the facility where we live in. So I go over there once a while and just enjoy the blooms that are still going on with my heater over there uh, and enjoying it because I love it. So you and I have talked more than once, Cassie, over and over, as a matter of fact, about what, what we really enjoy about these conversations and intriguingness. So as we kick off a new year and we're starting this, this new path with the things that we've learned and carried over from last year, where is your interest peaked in all of this? I mean, have, have you learned something new in the last year that you want to carry into this year with, with these conversations that we have?
1: I learned something from every one of these conversations that's my favorite part about it I learned something I you know get a new outlook on something I remember something that I haven't remembered in a long time they're always very enlightening for me so I feel like all of the things that we have learned over the past year can absolutely be carried on through the next year because you know we're continuing to bring out the extraordinary in the ordinary and in that we learned so many things so I, I think it's I agree. all transferable. <laughs> I agree. To
0: me, I think it's about recognition of light. You know, if you, if you allow yourself to get caught up in the chatter in our world right now, right, all about how this is bad and the end of this, and we've got all this darkness and all this doom and gloom and all this confusion and anger going around in our world. But just like every dark cloud underneath, that, pretty soon, this, this amazing light shines from underneath. And I think that's what we get to find is that light underneath all of this chatter because there's the most beautiful space provided, the most beautiful knowledge, the most beautiful wisdom, and the most beautiful sense of service underneath all of that. And so I, for me, I think it's a gift. I think it's, we get to kind of be the light bearers. We get to go, hey, look, there's light right here, and let it shine through all that that would, that would be out there in the school today. So. I really like the content of the light. So without further ado, let's bring in our guest for today, and let's get this party started. Ladies and gentlemen, we would love to present to you, author, Gentlemen, we're looking forward to meeting all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. David Richmond. How are you today?
2: Well, good. Thank you, Stacey and Cassie. I I could sit here listening to you talk all day, man. That's awesome stuff.
0: Then let's get in the middle of this conversation and see what you have to add to this beautiful day. How about you take us I'll off and tell us who, who is David, <laughs> what do you do, why do you do that, and how can we connect with you?
2: Sure. Oh, I like that word connection because that's what I do. My my goal in life <clears throat> is to connect people through uh, storytelling, and, um, and and that's that's what I do. So I, I, I write books. I do a lot of other things, but, but one of the things that I do is I write books, mostly nonfiction books, um, which – um uh, explore topics and 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 bring stories that I think um can help better connect us as human beings so uh, I think that 's what brought brought us together was uh this last book that I did which i which I spent a few years on in which i um deeply um interviewed i mean i 'm talking like maybe a couple of years each person I deeply interviewed a bunch of different people. Uh, survivors, caregivers, doctors, uh, loved ones, patients um, who had uh, their lives affected by cancer, whether they were an oncologist or a patient, um, and I talked to them about their emotional journeys and um, how they were able to or maybe how they were unable to navigate the uh, the emotions which either allowed them to or prevented them from connecting with their friends and loved ones. And so I wanted to bring these stories to, to light, uh, with the hopes of, of empowering people with the tools, um, uh, that would allow them to, to, to uh, to better connect to the people in, the, in their own lives who are going through trauma. Hmm.
0: Beautiful. Do <clears throat> you know, I'm a firm believer, David, that you meet the people you're supposed to meet and you hear the information you're supposed to hear exactly when you need it. Um, hmm beautiful what a, what a what a beautiful thing to be able to do to provide that space. I know that that families and people walking through that cancer journey uh, we've we've talked to more than one and I've got some experience going on with that with myself with my mom, and so it's a mm-hmm. very takes on a different meaning when it's your journey
2: you know it is, and, and I don't want to assume because we haven't had any.
0: Uh, interaction at all.
2: I don't want to assume that it's this way with you, but a lot of people when they encounter something as kind of mysterious and ominous as cancer is they kind of get into battle mode. Like how do I get better care? How do I make you more comfortable at home? How do I get the kids watched? How do I navigate the insurance? How do I find a better doctor, eat better? These kind of things. They're really good at getting together and dealing with and that's that's a good thing, but it can also be a shield for the thing that's really hard to do, which is talk about the feelings behind it, the emotions behind it, um, uh, how to connect about, you know, how maybe past traumas are affecting your ability to to handle it the right way, accept help or interact with others, and, and it's that emotional side that when, when – when I when I witnessed that was a recurring theme that people didn't have those hard conversations, um, I noticed that when I when I saw my sister going through uh, what turned out to be terminal brain cancer, that that was a recurring theme, and I, I said, "Wow, we've got to figure out a way to to try to help people navigate the emotional side of it as well as they navigate all the other sides of it."
0: Mm. Wow, that. <clears throat> that's beautiful information. And I think that that is so powerful and that there are so many people that need that understanding and just that space to be able to come here and go, help me understand how to walk this. So thank you for providing that place and opening that door for so many people.
2: Sure. Well, sure. Who doesn't, who is listening, who doesn't remember a time, maybe they are going through that time right now when somebody's going through something really, really difficult, and we're saying to ourselves, geez, I don't know what the heck to say. I don't want to impose. I don't want to sound like a fool. I don't want to uh, make them feel guilty or burden them or say something stupid. And so we don't, we don't, we don't talk about what we really want to be talking about because we are <laughs> hesitant. And, and uh, you know, I, I know cause I have this, this same topic of discussion um, with, with many people, like who doesn't know somebody that's going through something difficult that we haven't reached out to in a little bit too long because we're afraid of what to say or what we've, you know, we don't know what to say. And so, um, that's, that's the, that's the area that I wanted to focus on with this, with this last
1: project. And if anything, the last couple of years have taught us that more than ever, human connection is so important.
2: You know that's you know, really well like. about that, and that's probably yeah, that's probably why uh, the popularity of of things of like what you're doing of connecting people and bringing inspirational stories. I, I mean, um, you're right because if if nothing, the last couple of years have shown us that even though we might have a tremendous amount of differences, we're all kind of going through one thing that's very traumatic, and whether you take one view or another on it. And it has created, you're right, it has created opportunity for um, at least the beginning of more conversations. Maybe not always um, at the deepest level that we need to have them. And as human being, one human being to another, not, not always as as compassionate as we need to have them. But at least it has given us at least a spotlight on the fact that we, we when we go through trauma, we need to talk about it or we can talk about it.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's take this uh, in a slightly different direction. You have come in contact with some amazing people and experienced some amazing things on your journey. What is your definition of a hero? And is there someone on this journey that you would define as a hero?
2: Yeah, you know, I was uh, contemplating – over the weekend when i when I knew that we were going to talk, I was contemplating where when in my life have I had heroes right because it's it's a it 's a wonderful concept that you continually bring to to people and and you 're right, everybody has a different uh, opinion about hero and then I got this email that um, that s- somebody had sent regarding the book, and they said they were very hesitant to read it because they thought it was going to be such a downer because every story is about cancer. And she said it was so inspirational. Everybody inspired me, and I thought to myself, you know, in the context of this this project, um, uh, f- uh, what, you know, what a hero to me is somebody who really knows their gift, whether it be a superpower or whatever else, but somebody who really, really knows their gift, uses it in the right way and is there to help others, right? Now, now sometimes helping yourself is helping others, but, but still, that, that to me is what, you know, when you think of a, of a hero, they, they know what their superpower is, they hopefully would use it for good, and it's to help people. And um, uh, the people that allowed me into their lives to uncover their deepest, darkest, sometimes most embarrassing moments um, uh, on a quest of learning and being able to um, discover who they are and what um, what led to, led them to do things a certain way or not do things a certain way and then be able to share it with the hopes of helping others. I mean, honestly, I hadn't really thought about it until I got that email and then in the context of, of, of uh, hoping you'd ask me that question – is that I think that the people that opened up to me in such a profound and deep way um, were heroic because they knew that their journey was going to help other people. And, and I mean, honestly, I don't know if there's anything more noble than that, but that's, I, I thought of heroes in work. I thought about heroes in life. I thought about heroes as people that mentored me. Um, but that one really just hit me, just hit me the other day.
1: I think that's beautiful. One of the things that I tell people all the time is that your struggle will be somebody's survival guide, right? Some of the things that you're going through are necessarily for you, but to teach other people that it can, it can happen, right? It can, you can come out on the other side. So I think that's beautiful. I hope that they, I hope they all know how you feel about their journeys.
2: You, you know, um, I, I I know that they do because I had to have them sign off on my writing before we could publish it, right, because it's their life stories. Um, and every once in a while somebody said, well, this wasn't exactly accurate or that wasn't exactly accurate. But um, uh, what I tried to do was to get to the essence of the major points in somebody somebody's life, whether it was the uh, witnessing the suicide of a parent um, abandonment, drug abuse, imprisonment <clears throat> uh, um, physical abuse uh, you name it uh, those are really, really difficult things to talk about, and especially when you talk about them and how they have affected your character in such a way that it 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 allows you or prevents you from forming deep connections during times of need right because if you've been abandoned in life, who's who's gonna who's gonna be there when you need them the most? So I'm not gonna show any weakness, right? That type of thing. And um, a couple of times, uh, and it was very sweet, but a couple of times. Um, when I would send um the story for people to read and get their approval on it a couple of times they they send back you know it's absolutely perfect and and I have to share it with everyone because you captured me so wonderfully and some of these things were really, really difficult things to disclose and talk about, and so uh, I do admire them and i I think they do know that they're making an impact.
0: that's beautiful beautiful. <sighs> It really is beautiful. What, what a great journey for you to be able to mm-hmm. go on. Right? And, and but I was, What a blessing right? that, that you were kind of given that gift and that opportunity and that you took it. That you took it. What a great journey. So let me ask you another question. As, as you've walked all the places that you've been and met the people that you've met and learned the things that you've learned, what's one life lesson that you've picked up along the way that you would like for everyone to have an opportunity to
2: know. Hmm. Wow, there's a there is a ton. I mean, there, there is a ton. But uh, I got to tell you, look, like, uh, let me just give it a super short context to this is to connect these stories, because I, I was telling you earlier I'm about connecting through storytelling to connect the stories. As goofy as it might sound, I wanted to ride my bike. So I re- did a 5000 mile bike ride to connect mm-hmm. People in the in the in the um, in the book because I hadn't met them before, so I wanted to go to each one of them, and connect the stories, as it were. That brought me, by, by the way, biking ten days through Texas. Right, by the way, <laughs> but which is uh, brutal, brutal, brutal. <laughs> Texas, a big, Texas is a big country, man. Um, so uh, every day I met people and uh, talk, talking about what I was doing and every day somebody told me a story or multiple people told me stories. And I think the one lesson I learned more than others is I knew it because I've heard it a million times. Like, Oh, you don't know somebody till you walked in their shoes or, you know, uh, you never know what people are going through or, you know, there might be more behind the curtain. Like that's all sounds good. But when you're give yourself a chance to really connect with people, even if it's, for five minutes but in an authentic heart-centered you know deep I see you you see me way man we have no idea what people are going through or what they have gone through and somebody might be putting up a front and just literally five minutes ago found out that their grandmother died or uh, who knows you just don't know what people have gone through so I think one lesson that I've learned in the last you know six or seven years doing this project when I, when I first set out for it is the true depth of that, of that sentiment that you never know what people have gone through or what they are going through. And so developing and maintaining a more compassionate view relative to what we don't know about people and we don't know what they're dealing with um, really has given room for, I think, more authentic and, and deeper interactions with people. So, so that would be the lesson, I think.
0: You know, and that's so very powerful. That's, I think that's one of the things that we've learned, or now that I've learned, doing this podcast and, and having the conversations that we've had and meeting the people that we've gotten to meet is there's such a consensus of you just don't know. You think you know, and you have a concept that you know or a perception that you know, but you don't really know. So I hit it with kindness, right, just because you don't know. And that, you're exactly right. It, it, and you've heard, you've heard of this, oh, yeah, well, if you could walk a mile in my shoes. But to actually take the challenge and do that. And am I correct? I heard you say you rode your bicycle a 1,000 miles to meet all of these people that you interviewed? 5,000 miles. 5,000 miles? How cool is that?
2: Yes. I, went I mean, from right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. I went from California through Arizona, New Mexico. I entered Texas through Post. Texas, and then exited Texas um, uh, uh, over by Houston. So I hit the Gulf Coast, went halfway down Florida to Tampa, across, and then up to New York City. So, um, and I did it in a very, very short amount of time. So it was it was really hectic and really fun, and really challenging. But um, yeah, that 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 is a is a humbling and, and uh, inspiring thought to really, really know. Let me give you an extreme if I if we can I'll give you I'll be very short, but an extreme example of that is there's a guy that I interviewed for the book when I first started talking to him. He was very aloof, um, trying to explain to me why he didn't accept help and why why during his toughest times, you know, he had to be macho and he had to be the man. And I wasn't buying it after a period of time. I knew there was more to the story. And finally I gave him a safe space to open up and it turned out that two different times in his life. One, when he was being wheeled into surgery, that his girlfriend said, hey, this is not my life. I'm out of here. Good luck. I mean, for yeah. the first time, right? He, had, he was abandoned. And she was wow. the first person first person that he had let into his heart um, since he was a kid because he was the one, he, he walked in when he was a little kid on, on his mom killing herself. And could you imagine that, type of abandonment and that type of loneliness that somebody like that feel somebody like that feels and so when he wouldn't accept help or he wouldn't show weakness other people might have taken it as he's being aloof or he's being macho or he's being that maybe he was just being protective of that little kid inside of him who didn't believe anybody would be there for him and and that's such a powerful thing and 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 i find myself uh, doing it more and more and more where i step back and my initial reaction to the way somebody is handling something or the way that what they're showing me my initial reaction might be one thing but then i try to force myself to sit back and go wait a second you you don't know what they're going through what they've gone through get a deeper connection give a safe space let's try to figure out what's really going on and um that, that to me is a I don't know. I, I know I'm repeating myself, but it's a, it's a lesson that uh, that I, I, I definitely rely on more and more every day.
0: Wow. I, I'm in well, awe. 5, say
1: <laughs> I was about to say 5,000 miles on a bicycle makes me feel super lazy for sending a text message. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my God! Yeah, and earlier, I was like, can I another super wow. quick let me tell you another super quick story. Earlier you said people come around right, right at the right time with the right information. Oh, my God. I was getting a million flat tires, and I'm in the middle of Texas. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm getting a million flat. I'm down to one tube, and I'm scared as heck because I'm on the, free, I'm on the freeways, right? I've got to get from point to point, so I'm on the highways, and the highways around Dallas are totally nuts for a cyclist. You shouldn't be on them. And all of a sudden this guy pulls over. He's honking his horn, and he pulls over, and he runs out of his car, and he's running after me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this Texan is going to kill me, right? And he runs <laughs> over, and he, it turns out he was a cyclist. And he's like, dude, what are you doing on these freeways? Don't you know how dangerous they are? And then he said, wait a second. You look like you've been going a while. And I go, yeah, since California. He's like, what? So I told him the story. He knew a bike store a couple of miles up, that was open on a Sunday, and he said, yeah, here, go here, blah, 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 blah. I was literally down to my last tube, and the guy that I needed the most showed up when I needed him the most. It's unbelievable. It's uncanny. And that happened in Texas, by the way.
0: You know, I'm going to say that's what we do here in Texas. We shine at the right moment. But don't you just love the way God does that, the way it just shows up right when it's supposed to?
2: It's unbelievable. Sometimes it's just so uncanny. You know,
0: I, I'm yep. a firm believer that coincidence happens on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just to show you, yeah, that there's that out there, that there's people that there's, I got you, somebody has got you back. You know, I love it. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. I love that story.
1: I love it. That is awesome. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So let's take us in a different direction. There's such awesome information to go into this. I'm curious to see the answer to your question. If there was a, if you had a one-liner to put on a T-shirt as your piece of advice to the world, what would it say? (laughs)
2: Oh, Oh, man. I was talking about this last night on a group call. I belong to a men's group. And we were talking about what would be your your word or your statement or your whatever you know for, that drives you and 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 for me it's it's really if I had a logo for life it would be like like um, know yourself which is really hard to do like be honest right know yourself forgive yourself because we oftentimes beat ourselves up for things, and we didn't know what we know now because we just found out, right? So mistakes that we've made or things we could have done better or whatever, you know, don't beat yourself up, forgive yourself, and then learn. And so it, I guess my, my saying would be, you know, know yourself, forgive yourself, learn. And and um, that to me has been definitely the formula to the best times in my life, the best gains in my life, you know, personally, emotionally, uh, spiritually, all of those things has been when I I really know the person in the mirror, I really I really see them. I, I forgive the person for what they didn't know before and I'm always always looking to learn. So I think that would be it.
0: <clears throat> I love that. I think that's a great t-shirt. You know, David, we have done over 250 of these interviews. We've talked Mm -hmm. to people from all over the world. We've asked a lot of the very same questions, as you know, right, because it's just such cool things. We have 263 completely different statements of wisdom. Not one person (laughs) has repeated them. Not one person has repeated themselves. We don't have two that are the same. It's just the coolest thing. It's cool, and I love the stories behind your passion. I mean, of all the words out there that there are, that's what you would choose. So the stories behind why,
2: beautiful. Mm-hmm. Love it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. So I, I hate this. If we were at that time we're about to have to wind down with respect to you, David, as our guest, and with respect to our audience. And so I cannot thank you enough. For your time, for your wisdom, for your knowledge, and holy cow, for riding 5,000 miles on your bicycle to have a personal connection with the people in your book. I think that's beautiful. Uh, that's beautiful. So we would love our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Lighten Up and Guided by Grace. If you would like to share your story with us, if you got something you need to say, you want a banner or a word, we're interested in what you have to say. Please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. Cassie. And to give you the stage for a moment. How would you like to leave our audience today? I know I am humbled and in
1: awe. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you for being with us. Um, I would like to just leave our audience with a challenge. For I hope that anybody listening to this picked up on the wisdom because I think that you listen to things just like you said when you need to hear them. So. I hope you took notes. Um, My challenge for our audience today would just be to go out of your way to do something kind for somebody else today. That's it. It's a pretty
0: good challenge. It's a pretty good challenge with that perspective out there. It is. So, David, we would be above honored if you would take the stage for us, give us the last 90 seconds, and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today?
2: Oh, well, thank you. Um, if if uh, if anybody's a reader um, and you want to be inspired by people's stories because you want deeper connection, um, you could take a look at the book. I failed to mention, but I think it's important to mention now that 100% of the proceeds from the book are going to support the various cancer-focused and other charities that were chosen by the people in the book. So there's the Moffitt Cancer Center in Florida and, Uh, uh, NYU and the Perlmutter Cancer Institute in New York, Children's Hospital, L.A., a bunch of different places that are benefiting from the proceeds from the book. Um, So we're not looking to make money. We're just looking to try to help people through difficult times. So if you're a reader or a listener, you know, Audible or whatever, um, I'll pick it up. It's called Cycle of Lives, and I don't think I can trump uh, any statement other than try to do something go out of your way to be kind to somebody today. That's that's, that's wonderful. It's going to put a smile on my face all day, honestly.